It's Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, paralyzed, crippled pussy, plus deep throat singing. It's not what you think, guys. Grow up. Putting an evil hex on your cheating boyfriend's dick and the erotic art of fluid bonding. All this with your voicemails today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents an African-American man on C-SPAN with the answer to all of our problems. Now, how do I know that the white people know that we are going to come up with a solution to the problem? I know it because they have retina scans, they have what they call racial profiling, DNA banks, and they're monitoring our people to try to prevent the one person from coming up with the one idea. And the one idea is how we are going to exterminate white people, because that, in my estimation, is the only conclusion I have come to. We have to exterminate white people off of the face of the planet to solve this problem. Now, I don't care whether you clap or not, but I'm saying to you that we need to solve this problem because they are going to kill us. And I will leave on that. So we have to just set up our own system and stop playing and get very serious and not be diverted from coming up with a solution to the problem. And the problem on the planet is white people. Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. Is Miss Vagina thinking about Mr. Penis? Please, no confessions involving children. A bucket of his diarrhea. I didn't want it to be in my mouth, but it was running down my eyes. Ma'am, step back. Step back. Yes, Tim Hansen back here with you for the Wednesday show. Got a great program for you. I uh, have talked a little bit about my obsessive personality. I think that's what it's called, what, what I suffer from. It's never been formally diagnosed, but there's something wrong with me. I'm like one of those TikTok idiots now. One of those kids who's like, I'm bipolar. I'm living with a system inside of me. I'm dating one of my personalities. Meet Janessa. Yeah, I let Tim fuck me up the ass every once in a while. He ain't sticking it in my pussy, though, that's for sure. That hole is reserved for Jesus Christ. I don't mind if he takes the hole I use for shit, because that's what he is. He's a piece of shit. He treats me like shit. Might as well burrow himself all the way up my ass, because that's where he belongs. Oh, my pronouns are she, and mind your own fucking business. You see something dangling between my legs? You keep your fucking mouth shut. Act like you didn't see anything. I'm queen of this DID system, shitbags. And she's one of my nicer personalities. No, I don't have multiple personalities, but I do have this thing. Let me explain. You know how people sometimes will say like, oh, I got this song stuck in my head. I've been singing it all day. It's kind of like that. I will get songs stuck in my head, but it's all I'll be able to think about. It's almost debilitating. It's constantly running through my mind. And like even in the last days, I'll go to sleep. I won't be able to sleep because that song will be running through my head. And when I do fall asleep, I will dream about that song. When I wake up, I will be singing the song. It'll be running through my head. I don't think that is what people mean when they say, I've got a song stuck in my head. I think it's a very extreme version of that. And it medically has me worried. 
It doesn't help that I've got this damn stupid podcast where I try to annoy you guys with catchy songs. What ends up happening, though, is the, uh, the song gets locked in my mind. Like that fucking Nestle song. Sweet dreams you can't resist. N-E-S-T-L-E-S. That nearly drove me to suicide. This weird obsessive thinking manifests itself in other ways, too. Now, I've been talking a lot about TikTok recently. When I scroll through TikTok, the algorithm has learned a few things about me. My feed is like 20% gay stuff. And that just means like shirtless straight guys pretending to be gay, but gay bait, basically. It's like straight dudes looking into the camera saying, would you make out with me? How about we just cuddle in bed? You know, like a fucking weird shit. And then uh, the rest is just fucked up retarded people. Either that or like, you know, just assorted weird things for my show. I'm always looking for freaks of nature, you know. That pretty much makes up my feed. And it's a it's a mind fuck to see that constantly. So what I did was I subscribed to like one or two wholesome accounts, I guess. I use it as a palate cleanser. Just mildly interesting things. You know, like guys who uh, set up those complex domino courses. You know, they set up all the dominoes. You, pre- you push it over and they all fall. Some of those are like, they take so much time, right? It's kind of interesting, right? So I watch those. And then I also subscribe to this autistic kid. Not to make fun of him, by the way. I thought, you know, he's like, I don't know how old he is. Like 19. He has like the mind of a six-year-old. And his mom records him, you know, talking to him. And he's very kind and sweet. He loves Disney characters. He sounds as if he is gay. But the mother got on camera and was like, I don't know why you people keep asking about his sexuality. He's fucking autistic. He doesn't even know what sex is. You know, he he thinks he wants to marry a woman when he gets older or less retarded or whatever. It's never going to happen, right? But he's, a, you know, a very sweet kid. And so he has a very unique way of talking and I've noticed that I have picked that up and Lord Douche has noticed that I'm I'm picking it up and he points it out all the time he's like you're talking like the autistic kid again and I'm not doing it to make fun of him here is this guy here he is this is Queen Elsa from Frozen she's got beautiful hair and her beautiful dress she reminds me of Cinderella Does Elsa and her blue dress remind anyone of Cinderella? He's very big into Disney and Disney princesses. But you you see how he has that way of talking? When I first saw the movie Matilda, it was good. Agatha Trunchbull was evil. There was the scene from the movie Matilda where Bruce Bogtrotter ate a whole chocolate cake. But in real life, a big chocolate cake would take days to eat. It's not like I even watch a ton of his videos. I have no idea why I started picking up his speech pattern, but Lord Douche will be like, do you want to go to Taco Bell? And I'll be like, yes, I could certainly go for a chalupa because they're so delicious. Or he'll be like, hey, did you get your packages from Amazon today? Yes, I did. And I opened the door. The mailman spit on my face. I think it's because I wasn't wearing any pants. And I was waving my dick in his face. You know, stuff like that. What did you think of Gideon's Bakehouse last month when we went? Oh, Gideon's Gideon's Bakehouse sure was was wonderful. wonderful. Cakes and cookies. Cakes and cookies. But when they closed the door, Gideon's Bakehouse, all that that spookiness came on. on. It it may look like it's really spooky, but it's not spooky. Spooky. (laughs) 
His name is Charles, but his name is Lance. So if at any point during the show, I say something like, oh, that's wonderful. Just know that's not me talking. It's my fake TikTok disorder rearing its ugly head. All right, let's move on and actually start the show. I'm not the only one with some severe problems. There's something seriously wrong with Tran Quang Hai. He's under the impression he is a good singer based on what he has been posting on YouTube for years now. That is obviously a misconception on his part. I don't really totally know his backstory. He's uh, very experimental, avant-garde, when it comes to how he sings. He likes to show off his various vocal methods. His most recent video features him trying the uh, fry voice. That's what he calls this. Obviously, this is him singing Imagine Dragons, Radioactive. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't the fry voice singing method. This is Tran choking on a shrimp. I pulled up the wrong video. I don't know why he was recording himself choking on food. We featured this guy years ago. And every time I check out his channel, he's got a new method of singing. According to his YouTube bio, he's an uh, ethnomusicologist, sorry, researcher, performer of overtone singing, Jews harp, it's a little offensive, spoons. Oh, he plays the spoons. What a man of many uh, musical talents. Here is Tran singing uh, in a different way. This is uh, the overtone method. This is the overtone method with a twist, though. His mouth is closed, and he will be singing through his nose. Yes. He's turning blue here. Gonna pass out. This is Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On, obviously. He's big on the covers. Uh, Next method, this is the deep throat. (laughs) He needs to come up with a better name for that. Uh, (laughs) He's using the deep throat voice to sing overtones. He sounds like Mama Fratelli here. Oh, this sounds a lot like Mama Fratelli. Or, or the, the mother from Throw Mama from the Train. Owen! Owen! <laughs> right? Sounds just like that. I don't think a lot of people have seen that movie. It's old, right? I think it had like, uh, what was it, Danny DeVito and Billy Crystal and that old woman. But that's exactly what she sounds like. Owen! Owen! It's uncanny. Good God. All right. Here's one more short one just to show you how varied this is. These are all, again, different singing methods. I don't know how in the world you can call this singing. This is a long overtone. Now, you may have, you may remember we played an overtone singing before, but his mouth was closed and he was singing through his nose. This time his mouth is open. 
so melodic. Like uh, New Age music almost. I'd almost imagine uh, Enya singing this. Very pure moods. Switching gears now to something uh, gross. I got to say thanks to DB listener Black Prophet Legacy for submitting this next video. Black Prophet knows I'm a huge soda fan. Hey, you're looking at the chief editor of the failed soda blog, Fizzled Out. I've spent thousands of dollars purchasing soda cans. I'm quite dumb. All right, so uh, this video features a woman shoving a soda can in her twat. This lady's name is October Loose. Very appropriate because, you know, her pussy's loose. Uh, oh, my fucking God. I went to the can so long. Yeah. Yeah, she loves the feel of 12 ounces in her cunt. wonder how big my gate's gonna be. Yeah. Oh, she's got that voice. Yeah, like standard porn whore voice. Yeah, I wonder how big my game's gonna be when I pull out my soda can. What kind of pop is that? Oh, it's a Diet Dr. Pepper. Good choice. It's the sweet one. Her pussy is most definitely not the sweet one. Oh, my God. Very juicy in there. Oh, she's going for that can. I think she wants it back in her. Oh, fuck, I want the can again. There she goes. I noticed she's got that uh, logo, so it's facing the camera. Is this some sort of viral marketing for Diet Dr. Pepper? If so, bravo. Oh, my fucking God. Someone please come spit on my fucking face and call me stupid. Oh, I would love to do that. See, now this is the type of straight sex I could get into. Please. Where I don't have to touch a woman, I just spit on her and call her names. Oh, my fucking God. Maybe I should call my mom and be like, Mom, I'm not gay. I just figured it out. I just really like to degrade women. Apparently, that's all that some women need from a guy. Oh, my God. You could do that. Someone please come and spit on me. Yeah. Or piss all over me. I could do that, too. I mean, after I spit on you and piss on you and maybe slap you around a bit, we do get to sleep in separate bedrooms, right? If that's the case, then sign me up. Yeah. Call me stupid and worthless. (laughs) Again, she is quite juicy there. Getting all worked up. I'm so fucking loose. I'm so fucking sloppy. Sloppy, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Now, if you thought that submission by Black Prophet Legacy was good, I've got one more for you. He has really, I'm assuming it's a he, because this is pretty fucked up shit. That's guy territory. Although that's kind of sexist. I do have some very damaged lady listeners. But I'm going to assume he's a guy here until I'm corrected. Anyway, uh, Black Prophet Legacy has one more trick up his sleeve. That trick happens to be a physically mangled woman who calls herself the Cripple Threat. Yeah, you deserve a tada for finding this. According to her Pornhub profile, the Cripple Threat is a quadriplegic in a wheelchair. Quote, I can't move, but damn, I can come. Let me show you. Yes, you can call me a cripple. Oh my God, I love this woman. 
Anyone who lets me refer to them using offensive terminology is A-OK in my book. In this first clip, she's watching a male uh, jerk-off video and commenting on it. Hi. Hi. I would rate your cock a seven. It's a very good size. Not too big, just big enough. And I know more than anyone else's size doesn't matter as long as you know how to use it. I got to say, I don't know how anyone can jerk off to this woman. It's a sad sight, right? I mean, she's in her wheelchair. The only way she can move is by blowing, right? She's got that thing that sticks near her mouth so she can operate the wheelchair because she's a quadriplegic. She's got her tits out. She's got glasses on, but they're askew. And, you know, she can't fix them on her head very easily because, you know, arms don't work. And she's got headphones on, but the headphones are broken. The right ear headphone is on, but then the left is like dangling below her her ears. They're they're (laughs) broken. Actually, I can take a picture of this. Check out the chapter artwork. I mean, even though she has her tits hanging out, I'll have to crop that out for the chapter artwork picture. I mean, even though she's got her tits out, it's, you know, it's kind of a depressing scene. It's a challenging fap, as they say. Now, she apparently can orgasm hands-free. Not that she has a choice, but uh, she can do this. Here's a few seconds of her listening to a guy talk dirty to her. Oh, yes. We can't hear it, though, because she's wearing the headphones. Oh, so sexy. He just said, you know, that pussy's mine, right? That's so hot. Okay, let's fast forward a bit here. (laughs) It's a lot of that heavy slurping breathing. So if you're into that, that that turns you on. Boy, you had a jackpot with the crippled threat. I love watching guys masturbate. Sometimes she can't finish a word. You know, it's hard to talk when you're a quadriplegic. Oh, it makes my pussy feel so good. Don't you dare lie to me. You cannot feel your pussy. Uh, uh, she actually can, like, kind of move her arm up a little bit. Uh, it really takes a lot out of her, though, she said. And she can just move it a little bit. It's not enough to, like, manipulate stuff. I'm skipping around to various videos here. This one's just titled Dirty Talking Quad. This one's great because uh, she's not showing off her tits, which is kind of disappointing, but her shirt is amazing. It says paralyzed pussy on it. Mm, I know you all want this paralyzed pussy. (laughs) Gonna have to isolate that audio. Mm, I love saying it. I love saying it in bed, especially. Pal, my pretty pink paralyzed pussy, please. So much fun. (laughs) Maybe I could get her to come on the show, do a short interview. I think she would be game. She sounds fun. She might already be a listener of DV. She certainly sounds like our type of people. Oh, it's just horny. Horny. She actually sounds like the average voicemail caller. You know, how you can, like, barely understand what they're saying. 
Words are incoherent, but the breathing comes in loud and clear. Hey, Trump. I was going to call you the guy who wrote. Calling you for the guy. If you're someone who always stops the show before the voicemail segment, you're not missing much. That That's what you're missing. And then I have to sit there and decipher what, what I think the person said. I pick the call back up. You faggot. It's always, that's the one word that I can always pick up. Faggot. All right. Uh, a couple more clips and then we will get into the news. I've got a couple uh, really insane, super right wing news clips for you. I actually thought it would be interesting to compare our nutty right wing media here in the United States with uh, overseas right wing news media. Here in the U.S., we are still uh, debating the vaccine. Here is Matt Staver, chairman of the Liberty Council on Real America's Voice. He's talking about uh, how the vaccine mandates are going to cause military people to uh, commit suicide or something. Lieutenant Colonel, a female who was uh, raped in her younger years. Already you're like, what does this have to do with the vaccine? Oh, he's going to connect it, I'm sure. Female who was uh, raped in her younger years, became a Christian, transformed completely, married another Marine, and has risen through the ranks. But what ultimately freed her was her relationship with Jesus Christ from her past, where she ultimately aborted her child from the rape. So that required forgiveness from Jesus. Jesus makes no exceptions for rape babies. You know, I mean, have you ever heard of the expression... A blessing in disguise. That, I think, is where Jesus is coming from. Yeah, you may have been raped and impregnated. You didn't want the thing, but, you know, it could have turned out well. I mean, you know, you could have become a lottery winner or a successful NBA player or something. You know, he would have bought you a house by the time he was 24. She's done her own research. But instead, you aborted it. And Biden is saying, now you need to be essentially raped again. Hold on. Did I skip over a large portion of audio here? How do we get to Biden raping her? She's done her own research. And Biden is saying now you need to be essentially raped again by participating in one of these COVID shots, all of which were used uh, in their testing or development with aborted fetal cells. She will not do it. In addition to being raped by the U.S. government and injected with aborted baby juice, Our fine young men and women in the service are being threatened with dishonorable discharge if they don't get the vaccine. No matter what their rank, no matter their honors, dishonorable discharge. And these chaplains, not just the one we represent, but many chaplains have told us that the rate of suicide has increased 20 to 25 percent during COVID. They expect to see that the rate of suicide will exceed that because of the pressure. Because you're telling these men and women who have sacrificed everything, put everything on the line. Well, they haven't sacrificed everything. Also, don't these people have to get a bunch of shots every time they're deployed? Like, this is nothing new. This is just one more shot. And plus, I'm sorry, if it's got aborted baby juice, you know it's good. It's potent. That's the good stuff, man. Meanwhile, over there in the UK, I don't think there's as big of a debate over the vaccine because... The main topic on Mike Graham's show was climate change. He's a denier. In this clip, he's giving guests uh, some shit because the guest or caller or whatever 
uh, happens to be a carpenter. A carpenter who believes in climate change. Well, why are you using all that wood destroying the forest if you believe in climate change? I believe that's Mike Graham's question. Morning, Mike. Oh, hello. What are you glued to, Cameron? Uh, just your screen, unfortunately. Unfortunately? What do you do for a living, well, Cameron? I'm a carpenter. A carpenter, right. So how safe is that for the climate? Well, I work with timber, which is a much more sustainable material rather than concrete. I also but you work with trees out. that have been cut down then, don't you? It's a sustainable building practice. How is it sustainable if you're killing trees? Mike doesn't understand the concept of planting. You can replace the trees. You can replant. Everyone knows this, Mike. This is a weird argument. Practice. How is it sustainable if you're killing trees? Because it's regenerative. You can grow trees. Yes. Right. Well, you can you can grow all sorts of things, can't you? Well, you can't grow concrete. You can. Mm. <laughs> Ow! Now the caller is on Skype, and I can actually see the expression on his face and witness the silence. He literally doesn't know how to respond to that. It's the dumbest thing, sorts right? Things, how do you respond to that? That's stupidity. Well, you can't grow concrete. You can. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to try harder. Where there's a will, there's a way. See you, Cameron. Cheerio. That was Cameron. Uh, He grows trees and then cuts them down and then makes things from them. Brilliant. Marvellous. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. I think Mike believes that he's insulting the guest there. I think he was trying to point out some sort of hypocrisy, but it didn't land, did it? This came off looking a little, little dim there. All right, uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist to the fucked up news right now. All right, guys, if you like Distorted View Daily, please consider supporting this nonsense. How do you do it? By becoming a member of the Sideshow. That is DV's member site over there at superfreaksideshow.com. When you sign up, you gain access to the entire archive of programs. Been at this daily show since December 2004. You do the math. I'll give you a rough estimate. Over 4,000 shows in the archives. More importantly, every week we do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. Yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive podcast, and I'll be doing another one tomorrow. So it's a great time to sign up. Membership's very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Again, superfreaksideshow.com. Thank you so much to all of my Sideshow members. Thank a Sideshow freak today because they are the reason this show is able to continue. All right. Oh, other ways to support the program. We've got a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash view. Just another way to help me out. Uh, and it really does. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Uh, again, patreon.com slash distorted view all right three very quick stories now first up when the youngsters talk about sex today they may mention the term fluid bonding (laughs) gross i don't know if this originated on tiktok or tinder but back in my day we called it raw anonymous dirty bathroom sex that's pretty much what fluid bonding is as far as i can tell and now the news has gotten wind and so they're publishing stories on fluid bonding what i think the pandemic is finally over with for once you know the news is not dominated by trump or the coronavirus 
No, front page news today is fluid bonding. Fluid bonding is a relatively new term for unprotected sex. Experts warn it carries the same old risks. Cum farts? Are we talking about cum farts? Because how else are you going to get the cum out of your asshole? Just shit it out. Come on, destigmatize the cum farts. All right, the phrase refers to when people deliberately, consciously have sex without condoms. Sometimes for the purpose of greater intimacy of connection. Every gay person that's listening to this podcast is laughing their asses off right now. Yeah, we have unprotected sex because we want intimacy. It's not because I'm a little piggy bottom who craves cum, whose bottom is hungry. I've got a hungry cunt. It's begging for daddy's milk. Oink, oink, oink. Feed my wrecked hole. I need those jelly babies to fill up my guts, daddy. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, doctors say that uh, that kind of intentionality of, uh, you know, having sex without condoms does not protect against sexually transmitted diseases. Duh. What is the point of this article? Do people really think there's a difference between, like, unprotected sex and fluid bonding? Could millennials and Gen Yers or Zs or whatever letter we're down to be that stupid? Let's read on. It's important to know that fluid bonding can put partners at risk of STDs, said Dr. Elizabeth Bosky. That is particularly true if their prior STD testing is not comprehensive. Not all doctors test for all STDs. Not everyone realizes that. So testing can give you a false sense of security. What? Why isn't there a standard for this type of thing? The term fluid bonding has gained currency in recent months, particularly as the pandemic has waned and in-person dating has slowly returned. Experts say that for some partners, unprotected sex can sometimes, but not always, signify a higher level of trust in the relationship. Well, yeah, I'm trusting you to not give me anal warts. I'm trusting you won't have blisters all up and down your fucking shaft. I'm also trusting that in three days, it's not going to sting when I pee. How can we live together if you're going to lie to me about herpes? All right, uh, the term fluid bonding has gained currency. Oh, I already read that fucking line. Sorry. Some monogamous couples believe that fluid bonding is a way to enhance intimacy. However, there's nothing inherently more intimate about having unprotected sex in comparison to safer sex. Many couples have great intimacy for decades without exchanging fluids. Some believe the very use of the phrase fluid bonding shows that a couple is foregoing protection for a specific reason. Quote, usually unprotected sex is just sort of a casual, barrierless, erotic experience without the communication and intention that we're doing this for a purpose, said Dr. Jenny Schuyler. When people go to the lengths to call it fluid bonding, then they have a language that has already brought awareness to the concept. So, like, if you want to fuck a broad raw, don't beg and plead and be like, please, I'm clean. I won't get you pregnant. I promise. I just want to feel those cunt lips on my dick skin. Now, she might not be so receptive, but fluid bonding is a little more romantic, I guess, intimate. Like, baby, I think tonight's the night. We take our relationship to the next level and exchange fluids. She might be all smitten with that. No, really? You want my fluids? You want me to take your fluids? Like, our fluids will bond. They're becoming one. Yeah, sounds good. So I can just throw the condom box away? 
Yeah. Language alone, once again, does not protect against STDs. When deciding whether or not to fluid bond with one's partners, Dr. Bosky says it's a good idea for everyone involved to get tested and make sure they're running the entire gamut of tests. Make sure they're testing everything from chlamydia to hep C to Bavarian slag rash to cock rot, punani cramp-ups, twat sludge, anal flu, syphilis, Puba Stank, Stank Finger, Luscious Jackson, Matchbox 20, The Wallflowers, and over 40 more amazing artists on three CDs. I don't know what the hell just happened. On the other hand, Dr. Bosky says foregoing the fluids and practicing safe sex instead should not be seen as a sign of distrust. Fluid bonding should never be a way of proving your love or your trust. Why would you even start to discuss the possibility of having unprotected sex with someone if either love or trust was a question. And once again, every single one of my gay listeners is laughing. <laughs> Just like that, because that's how gay people laugh. All right, second story we have for you to jump. I think this is one of those news stories that's like not really news. Some intern at the New York Times found a TikTok account and was like, we should feature her. It's Halloween season. This woman claims to be a witch. It's perfect. It's news. A witch has taken to the internet to show how anyone can easily take out revenge on someone who has hurt them. Posting to her TikTok account, at the Crystal Patch, the witch known as Calais has revealed how people can hex their ex's genitalia or their private parts of anyone who has abused them. Guys, should we really be putting this information out there in, in the newspaper? Everyone has hurt and been hurt by someone. None of our genitalia is safe anymore. Every single last one of our dicks and pussies are going to have hexes put on them. I don't like this, but I'll read on. The 22-year-old has uploaded a variety of videos that go into detail on the best spells to cast to seek vengeance. Quote, do you want to learn how to hex your abuser's weenie? Let me show you, she said in one clip. For hexing men... Lay recommends grabbing a cucumber and cutting a slit down its side. I bet you the cucumber is supposed to represent the dick. Next, you want to write down their full name and date of birth on a piece of paper and fold the paper away from you. Then put it inside the slit you just cut. Next, we're going to add some chili flakes to make sure uh, his you-know-what burns. Now take a screw, nails, ah, glass, ah, Anything sharp and just start sticking it in there. It's like a cock voodoo doll. Give that shit your energy, she said. Then you uh, you take some string and you just wrap it all up. While you're wrapping the string, make sure you're doing this with the intention of binding this to the person. Now you're wanting to give it all of your nasty energy. All of the nasty feelings you have towards that person. When you're done, bury it off of your property. She said, if you're wanting to hex a woman, all right, this one's for you guys, all right? We got some women burning our dicks with chili flakes and glass shards. So this is fair play. All right, if you want to hex a woman, you need to pick an object that represents the vagina. Oh, that's all we get. You go into great detail with the with the chili pepper flakes and the cucumbers and the, and the nails and everything. And when it comes to, you know, what are guys supposed to do? I don't know. Just pick up something that looks like a vagina. Help us out here. This is all about symbolism. It doesn't matter what exactly you choose as long as it symbolizes it in your mind. 
Halei shared. Oh, look, there's pictures of the uh, the cucumber she used. I will make that the uh, the chapter artwork so you can see, you know, what this what this voodoo dick looks like. All right. Oh, she goes on here. Okay, some examples I can give you. Maybe a peach. Oh, that looks like a pussy. Okay. Possibly some roast beef. <laughs> Something that, you know, really looks like uh, your ex-girlfriend's vagina. Uh, the hex is done the exact same way, just with different symbolism. Lay shares a variety of witchy content on her TikTok account, such as how to make a hex jar to hex anyone who has done you wrong. You simply need to add water and dead bugs to a jar before adding rusty screws and patchouli for sickness. Oh, smelling patchouli certainly makes me sick. She said she added mistletoe for sickness and misery, mandrake root for misery, angelica root for confusion. Now I'm adding a ton of chili flakes, again with the chili flakes, so it really fucking hurts. Now, how exactly are you going to use the hex? Well, you need their full name, their date of birth, and if you have DNA, she says it will work 100%. You're going to put their name in it, and you're going to shake that shit up. While you're shaking it, make sure you're giving all of your nasty energy towards that person. Here you go, the news providing some witchcraft spells for your Wednesday. Final story we have for you today. Well, there's a new lawsuit, this time against Pop-Tarts. Is there anyone in their right fucking mind that thinks Pop-Tarts is a health food? The woman who filed this lawsuit sure thinks so. She said there's not enough strawberries in her Pop-Tarts. They're advertised as strawberry Pop-Tarts, but they got other shit in there, like sugar. All right. Uh, Yes, a new lawsuit claims Pop-Tarts are masquerading as a health food. A class. First of all, I'm pretty sure when it, you know, if you look at the box, it says like a strawberry flavor, not made with 100% strawberries. A class action lawsuit filed by an Illinois resident named Anita Harris in August of this year alleges the brand's marketing is misleading because they give people the impression the fruit filling contains a greater relative and absolute amount of strawberries than it really does. The lawsuit also focuses on the health benefits that come from strawberries, citing a WebMD description stating that strawberries protect your heart, increase HDL, which is the good cholesterol, lower your blood pressure, and guard against cancer. I guarantee you, Pop-Tarts do none of those things. Even if they contained more strawberries, the rest of what's in Pop-Tarts cancels out anything good in Pop-Tarts. All right, the lawsuit seeks at least $5 million. Harris also alleges that the product's name, Frosted, that, that's another problem. Like, you think a product named Frosted Strawberry Toaster Pastries is healthy. She thinks it's misleading, false, and deceptive because the Pop-Tart filling contains a relatively significant amount of non-strawberry fruit ingredients, including pears and apples. The plaintiff said she wants more of a strawberry taste, which she nevertheless failed to receive due to the relatively greater amount of pears and apples. <laughs> the lawsuit indicates that Kellogg's uh, only promotes the product's strawberry content in its labeling and marketing, such as on its website. Kellogg's did not respond to CNN when they asked for a comment. According to the product's ingredients... Pop-Tart contains 2% or less of wheat starch, salt, dried strawberries. So it's like the first fruit ingredient in there. And if it's like the number one fruit, I'm, I'm guessing she's going to have trouble with this lawsuit. So yeah, there's a dried strawberries, then dried pears and dried apples. 
2% or less of other ingredients, including citric acid, modified wheat starch, yellow corn flour, yada, yada, yada. Harris's complaint contrasts Kellogg's Pop-Tarts marketing unfavorably with other frosted strawberry toaster pastries from companies including Walmart's Great Value brand and Dollar Tree's Clover Value brand. Both of those companies, the lawsuit states, use the phrase naturally and artificially flavored on the box to tip off customers that the product has less strawberry ingredients than consumers might expect. Kellogg's, however, does not put that language on its Pop-Tart boxes. Well, this is gearing up to be uh, the trial of the century, assuming a, a judge is willing to hear this case. Right now, again, the customers just filed the lawsuit. Stick with Distorted View Daily. We'll see where this goes. By the way, strawberry Pop-Tarts are like my favorite Pop-Tarts. Don't you dare change them, Kellogg's. The last thing I want is for my strawberry Pop-Tart to actually taste like real strawberries. Gross. I much prefer the candy filling they're using now. All right, uh, that, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Hey, I love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Hey, we've got a Discord where all the freaks are hanging out. It's free. Uh, There's a link on the main navigation bar over there at distortedview.com. Use that as your invite in. Remember, if uh, you pledge $5 to our Patreon account, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. And I do have a couple of calls today from patrons. Well, hello, Mr. Hanson. This is me, your good friend, me, Skeleton Caller. Now, I want to clarify some things. Yes, I... I... <laughs> you sound nothing like me, but I love the voice. I did call my, <laughs> my boss a communist because he is a dirty one. But uh, for the reason that I moved over from the produce section is because uh, there was a great many knives, you see. And, and yeah. you know the Lord's office tested me. Oh. You know, that's what I always said. The Lord tested me. I wanted to send my songs, but I had to get a job. And, oh, there was so many knives I had to clean. <laughs> I'm afraid of stabbing myself. I really am. Um, yeah. I'm afraid of the knives. You know, that's how you got to tell you. You got, your voice has to crack a bunch. Anyway, uh, uh, thank you for supporting me on the Patreon. I, re- I really appreciate that. I hope you enjoy my mead cast every once in a while. Anyway, I love you, Mr. Hanson, in a totally non-homosexual way. Goodbye. Well, thank you very much, fake mead. Oh, speaking of mead, uh, I gotta say thanks to Reverend Skullfucker in the Discord. Uh, he wrote... I'm guessing it's a he. Uh, a bit of lost media has been found. Mead sang the German national anthem. Of course he did. Uh, and he chose specifically the version that was only used from 1933 to 1945. I wonder why. Let's take a listen real quick. Deutschland, Deutschland, über alles, über alles in der Welt. Wenn in Schätz schutz und ruset, Bruder Lisusa, man hält, Wandermaspies. That's country recording artist and Hitler youth, Mead Skelton. What a goddamn buffoon. All right, next up here. Hey, Jimmy Boo. This is uh, Muadib420. Let's hope this fucking doesn't cut out this time. Anyway, huge fan of your show. Thank you. And I just wanted to let the listeners know that you have to check out the Discord. It is amazing. It's a great community. 
so many awesome people there. Like sometimes we watch movies together or, you know, one person plays a game and, and we hang out or just chat in the chat room. And then there's all the different, like, you know, fucking, there's the unsafe, the not safe for work section. Then there's the yes. video section. Like, it's really awesome. If you're not in the in the Discord, join it. Yeah, and what's great is it's absolutely free. Seriously. Believe me, I've tried to figure out a way to monetize that, put it behind a paywall. I just can't crack it. So and I guess it'll remain free. Ugh. Yeah. Timmy Boo, love you. Okay, bye. I feel like I'm giving up money. Dollars. No, uh, even though I started the Discord, it's, uh, I mean, it's barely mine at this point. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the, the, the freaks are running it. And uh, they're all been, they've just been so great. And uh, members of the Discord are uh, very nice people. If you have any problems or questions, uh, everyone in there is, uh, I, most of the people in there are very friendly. Hello, Tim. This is Mr. Levenge. Hello. Uh, the reason why I'm calling today is because I am so honored um, by something you play on your podcast occasionally. I think I know what you're talking about. The clip where I go, rape my boy pussy! Rape my boy pussy! Because you know I'm um, talking about you. I want you to rape my boy pussy and you are honored. You play a clip of a kid oh. saying that Levenge is a secret number between two and three, a secret whole number. Yes! Well, that is my son. Oh my gosh. And How old is he now? 30? Um, it brings me great joy every time you play that because it makes me laugh. Um, anywho, I was actually wondering. I love that clip. If you have a future little DV freak, put any more time into your uh, your mathematician role, dude. I discovered a whole number between two and three. What? More? Do you want me to do more now? Are there any more? This is like a once-in-a-lifetime discovery. Upcoming uh, discoveries that you're going to be announcing. I'm really right now focusing on geopolitical issues. Because when I say geopolitical, it makes me sound smart. It's really the smartest of words. You guys know that. You have a shot at the Nobel Prize for mathematics. Um, and also... The, are you only... No one will nominate me. And apparently you can't nominate yourself. It's like a rule or something. A mathematician or do you do science? Um, let us know. It's been a while since Levin... I don't... I, te I tend not to do math as a general rule. I stumbled upon uh, Levenge. And the reason why I don't do math is because it's for sissies. I learned that from me. It was discovered. It's a very gay subject. I love that Mead hates math. And disparages it and calls it sissy and gay or what feminine, I believe, is what, he, what the, the term he used. And it's all because he can't do it. Uh, yeah, it's fe it's a feminine subject. Well, that was a remarkable <laughs> uh, intellectual feat. <sighs> I feel like you're due for another discovery if you're going to remain relevant, relevant in the yeah. intellectual space. You're right. Uh, anywho. Got to get working on a new paper. I'll take my question off. I'll take my answer Oh, wait. Off. I think I just discovered a new, new number between three and four. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you flit. So now the way the numbers are read, one, two, levenge, three, flit, four, five. Flit might not stay. I feel like we might have to break up all those Fs. Slit, flit. No, can't go with that. I'll keep working on it and reveal the final name for my number between three and four when I publish my paper. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. 
Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail on for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Oh, tell my pretty pink paralyzed pussy, please. Spread the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. And I will see you back tomorrow if and only if you're Sideshow Freaks. Otherwise, I'll be back uh, for the Friday program. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Scribe.net.